Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan. You'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm hitting the record button on Thursday morning. Eric Ten Hag has just been announced as the new Manchester United manager for next season, which has filled me with hope for a better year as a Manchester United fan. Hopefully they will be better FPL assets too. There's one more game to go in Game Week 33, which is Burnley v Southampton. I could really do with my captain James Ward-Prowse going big to turn a red arrow into a green one. Game week 34 is a double game week for Chelsea and Manchester United. The Blues face West Ham at home and Manchester United away, while Ralph Ranić's side will play Arsenal away and Chelsea at home. On today's episode, I'll cover the shoutouts from Game Week 33. We have four new members to the club, do a quick Game Week review, update the watch list ahead of Game Week 34, answer 10 questions from Twitter, and take a look at captaincy and transfers for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. A big warm welcome to the 59th Minute Club to Romelu Lukaku from Chelsea, Cedric Suarez from Arsenal and two Crystal Palace players, Conor Gallagher and Cheku Kuyati. Having a look at the minutes from the game week, just a few notable mentions. Liveramento got just one minute from the bench in the first Southampton game, so it'll be interesting to see how many minutes he gets Thursday night. Tarek Lamptey just about made it to 60. Matt Loughton at Burnley, 61 minutes, got the clean sheet before West Ham scored, so Conor Roberts came on to replace him. Interesting to see who plays right back for Burnley tonight. Harvey Barnes and James Madison both benched for the first Leicester game. Barnes got 24 minutes, Madison got 30. Both players did start the second game and Barnes got on the score sheet question about Leicester midfielders to come later. Kulisevsky disappointing, just 64 minutes, picked up a yellow card as well. Broja, 73 minutes against Arsenal. As always, keep an eye on those clocks in Game Week 34 and be sure to tag me in a tweet. Game Week review... My transfers going into game week 33, I made one free transfer and took a minus four as well. Got rid of the injured Doherty for Fabian Scher and got rid of Rafinha, who have been very loyal to the season for Ward Price. That was the minus four for a captain. Currently on 65 points with Ward Price to go. Current rank has dropped from 11k to 14k. So like I said, really need Ward Price to deliver. Otherwise, I'm making very hard work of this goal of a top 10k finish. The good returns from Trent, Robertson and Cancelo, all solid six-pointers. Fabian Scher came in with nine, maybe even ten. Salah, what a player, 19 points. We all should have captained him. 
and Saka, that late penalty was very nice. No returns from Ramsdale. Been very disappointing now. It's nine or ten game weeks. Very little points from Ramsdale. It's in the back of my mind to possibly move him on at some point. But it's quite hard when he's got a double game week coming soon. So I probably will ride it out with Ramsdale. But his returns have certainly dried up. A zero-pointer for Reese James. What a frustrating player. I've missed all his points this season. And every time I've had him, it's a zero-pointer or a one-pointer. He, he very rarely gets a two-pointer, which is very rare for a defender. So... You know, going to keep him double game week this week. Hopefully he gets, hopefully he gets more than zero blanks as well from the Spurs guys. Kulisevsky and Kane, but not too worried. Very impressive performance from Brighton to shut Tottenham out. I think that's more of a one-off than anything else, and I expect Kulisevsky, Kane, and Son for those who have him to be back in the FPL points soon. So ten players played, word price to go. So you can tag me in a tweet when word price sticks one in the top corner tonight. A quick watch list update, not too many changes to it at this stage of the season, just one player added following Game Week 33, that's Timo Pukki, I think he's got something like 6 returns in his last 6 game weeks, he's got a double game week on the horizon as well, so those who are looking for a cheap striker, there was a few questions about Bench Boost 36 and which striker should you go for, I think Pukki is probably one of them, there's not many others for budget reasons. Next two game weeks for Norwich are Newcastle and Aston Villa before that double game week. So I think Pookie is a pretty decent option now, given his current form and the fixture schedule. Players removed from the watch list, all the Leicester midfielders, Dewsbury Hall, Harvey Barnes and James Madison. With only, what, four or five game weeks left, I really don't want to be buying players and be sweating over whether they're going to play or not. If they're only going to get one game out of two in double game weeks, I'm not really interested. So I am not going to invest in the likes of Barnes, Madison or Dewsbury Hall at any point between now and the end of the season. Also removed Bruno Fernandes, disappointing double game week for him, just not worth the cash at the moment. And Chris Wood is also gone, he was only really on the watch list as a double game week consideration. I was very high on him, I wanted to bring him in, I wanted to captain him, so obviously that has worked out well in not doing so, but I did buy Ward Prowse instead, so let's see how that one plays out. Moving on now to the questions from Twitter. Thank you for sending them in. I've picked out 10 of the best, which should cover most of the main talking points going into the weekend's action. First one from Josh. Is it safe to transfer out Saka for a Chelsea midfielder? So even before Saka scored his late penalty, I typed up these questions last night before the games and I thought, no, I don't think Saka should be sold. Yes, his returns haven't been as frequent in recent times, but I still think he's a very good option at a very good price. If you've had him for a while, I think you just keep him. I like the fixtures for Saka as well. Manchester United next. We've just seen what Salah did on the right wing against Manchester United, so Saka could have some joy there. Then they play a West Ham team who are prioritising Europe. And then it's a double game week for Arsenal. So I think if you can hold on to Saka, I think it's worth it. And if he's going to be on penalties now too, that's a bonus. We don't know. I think Arteta said after the game, he thought it was going to be Martinelli who took it. I think he was surprised to see Saka take it. Looks like Lacazette might not get as much game time now. Looks like he's going to be off in the summer. And Kerry got a brace, so that might be enough for him to keep his place up front in the team. Pepe's taken them in the past, but hasn't been in the team very often either. So hopefully Saka can take over penalties now, having scored that one. So I think Saka is a hold. I think if you want a Chelsea midfielder, you try 
and get one alongside Saka rather than in place of him. Question from Nuclear Atoms. Should we chase the next possible haul by getting Timo Werner or should we go safe with Havertz or Mason Mount? So Werner has caught the eye in recent game weeks. He's getting lots of game time. Not just that, he's getting attack and returns as well. And I think back to that game where he, he hit the woodwork three times in the first half an hour. So he gets lots and lots of chances. Will he continue to get starts? Who knows? With Thomas Tuchel, I expect him to drop out of the team at some point in the near future, just for rotation reasons. So I'm still not sold on buying Timo Werner. I kind of set up with just Harry Kane up front anyway. So I'm not looking to sell Kane for Werner and I don't really have another striker spot for him. Maybe I'd be giving him more consideration if I had a second striker at the moment. So I still prefer, I think Mason Mount is by far and away the best Chelsea attacker to go for. Gets the most minutes. I think he's on 10, 10 goals and 10 assists now. I think he's on 20 attacking returns for the season which is very impressive for a player at about 7.5 million. So he is often one of the first names on Tuchel's team sheet. I think he's the one to go for it. I don't think you overthink it. I do still really like Havertz as well as the out-of-position prospect. Lukaku got 60 minutes against Arsenal. I expect Havertz to come back in and start the majority of the games going forward. So Mount is my preference. Havertz number two, and that puts Timo Werner number three. There was a question from Eric who said, rate the top three assets from Chelsea. And now that Rudiger's injured, looks like he might miss the West Ham game. I think Christensen picked up a knock. Just haven't been keeping too many clean sheets. Obviously, four goals conceded against Arsenal. Conceded quite a few against Real Madrid as well. So I don't think the Chelsea defence is as attractive as it was maybe a couple of weeks ago, even a couple of months ago. So I think the top three Chelsea assets going into this game week are all attackers now. So Mason Mount one, Havertz number two, and Timo Werner number three. So I'm not putting Reese James in my top three anymore. Question from FPL Hunter. This is turning into a Chelsea podcast. This always happens when there's a double game week. Would Reese James playing as a right-sided centre-back put you off bringing him in on a wild card this week. So yeah, I bought James a few weeks ago. It was an easy buy. One of the best attacking assets in the game, attacking defenders in the game. And he goes on to score absolutely no points over the last couple of game weeks. If I was wild carding this week, I don't know if James would make it. I think Mount would make it. I'd be tempted to double up on the Chelsea attack, maybe with a a Havertz or a Timo Werner. I'm quite reluctant to buy a Chelsea defender now. I think if my, my wild card would probably be made up of two Man City defenders, probably Cancelo and Laporte. And I still like the Liverpool double up as well of Trent and Robertson. So if you go double City, double Liverpool defence, you've got one more slot. Do you go a Chelsea defender or do you go cheaper maybe and put more cash into midfield and strikers? So yeah, I don't think Reese James would make my wild card squad if I was doing it this week. Next question is from Ollie Steen. Is it worth selling Coutinho for Mason Mount or another Chelsea midfielder if that's my only way of getting there with one free transfer? So I'm in this scenario also. I've got Coutinho and I'm not really sure if I want to sell him or not. I'm quite reluctant to sell him because you look at Aston Villa's fixtures, Leicester next, which is good if they play their second choice back four, which is likely. Then it's Norwich, excellent fixture. Then it's back-to-back double game weeks for Aston Villa and Coutinho and they finish the season with Manchester City. So I've got a free hit, which makes it a little bit easier to lose him because at least I know I can get him back for one of the double game weeks on free hit. Haven't given free hit too much thought yet, but I'm leaning towards game week 37 
but I am waiting for news on when Manchester City's double game week is. That might determine it, because I like the idea of getting triple Man City on a free hit when I've only got Cancelo at the moment. So whether 36 or 37, hopefully that goes into 37, because I think for my squad, free hit 37 looks better. I'm probably going to arrive at game week 36 with a lot of double game weekers anyway. So Coutinho is a tricky one, but I do think it makes sense just to let him go for Mason Mount if you don't have him. And you can always get Coutinho back in, whether it's on a free hit or just with a free transfer later. You could always even reverse the, the Mount to Coutinho transfer, maybe in game week 37. I think 37, Villa's double in 37 is better than it is in 36 off the top of my head. I think Liverpool is part of their double game week in 36. So if I lose Coutinho this week for Mason Mount, which is quite likely, I probably won't bother buying him back in and I'll just get him on free hit in game week 37. Hasn't been doing much anyway and he has been taken off early in the last two games, which I don't love either. So I think I'm leaning towards selling Coutinho for Mason Mount this week. Question from Cantaloupe. Are Leicester midfielders a sell despite their double-double in 36-37, especially since they face three teams in the relegation battle in that period? Yeah, like I said earlier, I don't really care how many fixtures Leicester have because with only a few game weeks left, I want to buy players who I know are going to play. And I also want to target teams like Liverpool City, Arsenal, Tottenham, all these you know better teams that have something to play for. So yeah, not sold on Leicester assets. Again, easier if you have a free hit or two free hits left because you know you can get a couple of Leicester players on a free hit if you fancy it when the time comes. Let's say they're out of Europe by the time you know 37 comes or whenever. So yeah, I won't be buying a Leicester asset. And if I did have them, you know, for example, Barnes or Madison to mount this week, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat question from mark lynch would you be tempted by sadio Mane over a manchester city attacker he looks back to his best the last couple of weeks and he still has very low ownership so yeah Mane's interesting maybe if you're chasing if you're or if you're behind in a mini league or your overall rank is not where you want it to be i'm still just not keen because number one price i would rather have a you know, a Kevin De Bruyne alongside a Salah instead of Mane. I, I don't think you lose Salah. I think if you're getting Mane, it's probably alongside Salah as a big differential, but it's it's big money when you've got Kane and De Bruyne and all these guys doing well. So the question was, do I prefer Mane over a City midfielder? And I don't. I think I would take a Foden all day long over Mane plus, you know, about 4 million extra as well because Foden's only about 7.8 even a punt on someone like Mares. but yeah Kevin De Bruyne for me over Sadio Mane is the way I would go so Mane looking good also rotation you've got Diaz you've got Jota Firmino when he's fit again that's why I'm very much wedded to my Trent Robertson double up and I hope that pays off over the rest of the season question from Shami Ederson or Mendy if you are looking to invest a bit more in your goalkeepers, it's tempted me a wee bit because of Ramsdale's poor returns recently. Something I might look at over the next couple of game weeks. If I was to choose between Ederson or Mendy, I think it's an easy choice because who's the better defence? You know, who've just conceded for the Arsenal? I think Ederson, you go Ederson. Manchester City have got great fixtures for the rest of the season as well. So Ederson over Mendy gets my vote there. Question from Mark. Who is the best sub 5 million midfielder from now until the end of the season? Gordon, Dewsbury Hall and Ramsey all look like good options. 
with multiple double game weeks and likelihood of starts. So yeah, I've had a look just to confirm all three players, Gordon, Dewsbury Hall and Ramsey. All of them have seven fixtures left, which I think means, yeah, seven fixtures, five game weeks left. So all of them have two double game weeks to come. I'm going to rule out Dewsbury Hall for the question for the reasons mentioned earlier. I think he, you know, he plays a little bit deeper than than Gordon anyway, for example, and I think Ramsey's more capable of attacking returns as well. Looking at the fixtures when it comes to Ramsey versus Gordon, Aston Villa have the better fixtures, but then Everton have more to play for. They're still fighting off relegation. So I think it's a close call between Gordon and Ramsey, but I would just about go Gordon at the moment mainly because of that fight against relegation. Final question is from Tacoma Toffee. If you're planning to wildcard in 35, what one-week punts can we take? Yeah, so give me 35 wildcarders. I always just look at the fixtures when you're looking for a one-week punt. So the fixtures that stand out, Manchester City are at home to Watford, Mares, KDB, Sterling, Grealish. You know, if you think, if you can, if you can try and predict what Pep's lineup is going to be, Getting a Manchester City attacker is always a good one-week punt. Maybe Mares, probably the one I would go for there. And you just hope that he starts. St. Maximin plays Norwich. I like him as a one-week punt. I also don't mind Pukki in that fixture as a one-game-week punt. And Zaha plays Leeds. Zaha hasn't done much recently, but he's on penalties. Always capable of a brace on his day. So Zaha, Pukki, St. Maximin and a Manchester City attacker would be the ones I'd be looking at there before a wild card in Game Week 35. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On to Captaincy for Game Week 34. Again, I, th- I still th- I think it's another tricky enough week for captaincy because you've got Manchester United and Chelsea with a double. So automatically we, we kind of look at those teams for a captain. But Salah plays at home to Everton. Man City are at home to Watford. And even Son and Kane play Brentford away. One thing, you know, I've been reflecting on the last couple of weeks. I haven't really enjoyed the last couple of weeks of the season. I think one of the main reasons is I don't like all of these double game weeks. And in particular, captaincy. I don't like when you're... I mean, you're not forced to captain a double game week player, but I think in a regular season when you have just 38 game weeks and not many double game weeks, you're much more wedded to players like Salah, Kane, almost every week for captaincy. Last week's a good example. I captained James Ward-Prowse. In a normal season, I would never do that, and I would have been on Salah probably against Manchester United. So I found it frustrating the, the, with have, having so many double game weeks. Some people will find it fun. For me, I'm very traditional, like a simple season, straightforward um, you know all these cancellations which COVID has caused and, and double game weeks. I haven't really enjoyed it over the last three or four game weeks, and obviously that's coincided with a couple of red arrows. So hopefully I can get it right over the last four or five game weeks and get into that top ten k and tick another one off. But again, I'm struggling with captaincy this week. If I bring in Mason Mount, I'll be very very tempted to captain him, but I'm going to find it very hard not to captain Salah at home to Everton after what he's just done to Manchester United. So at the moment, in my team, the Armand is on Salah, but that will come under consideration once Mason Mount comes into my team. Other options for captaincy, you know, Havertz, Timo Werner. I had Rudiger here, but he looks like he might miss the West Ham game now, so too risky for captaincy. Reese James, it's just hard to captain a Chelsea defender at the moment on recent results. And then at Manchester United, they've got a double as well. You've got Bruno... We've got Ronaldo. We don't know what's going to happen with Ronaldo given his very sad situation. You know, wishing him and his family all the best. Hopefully they're doing as well as they can be in what is a very, very tough time for them. But again, you know, when it comes to Bruno, Manchester United assets just can't really justify capping them at the moment. I think if you're going for a double game with captain, it's got to be a Chelsea player. So I like Mounts. I like Havertz. Werner's okay if you want to do something different. But I do think Mason Mount is the best option. But I can see myself going Salah Overmount, even though he's got just one fixture. Looking at my transfer options, you've probably guessed it already. I've mentioned it a few times. I've only got one free transfer. I think the obvious move for me, Reese James is my only Chelsea player. Not interested in a second Chelsea defender, so I've got to get a Chelsea attacker. Not just for this game week. Chelsea do have a double game week, but they've also got great fixtures to come. They've got another double game week to come. I think it's in game week 36 as well. So you're not buying Chelsea players just for this week. You're going to buy them and you're going to hold them for the rest of the season because the fixtures are good. So the easiest route for me is Coutinho to Mason Mount. That was one of the reasons last week why I went for Ward-Prowse and Fabian Scher. They are both cheap options. 
because I left one million in the bank so I could do continue to Mason Mount this week for a free transfer. The other option, I can just about afford Saka to Mount, but like I said, I want to keep Saka. So it looks like I'll do continue to Mason Mount. The other option that I haven't ruled out is continue to Foden. I've got enough for that move. Man City's fixtures are great. They play Watford this weekend. I mean, if Foden starts that one, which I think he will, he could go big. You know, Foden could outscore Mason Mount. You know, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, you know, target Man City, target Liverpool, but I still only have Concello from Man City. So it is quite tempting to get Foden over Mason Mount, but I think I'm leaning towards the Chelsea man. Good memories from early in the season. Had Mason Mount captain for his hat-trick, so I'd like to go back to him and hopefully he can get me more points between now and the end of the season. So continue to Mount looking likely. Foden will get some consideration and then it's going to be Mount versus Salah for the captaincy. Best of luck for the game week, everyone. I'll be back next week to preview game week 35. There's not many game weeks left. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Talk to you soon, folks. The Athletic.